Is this on? Yes, sir. And no feedback to scare everybody. <laughs> you were here for that one, Bo? Alex had it cranked all the way up. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the AED? Well, good evening, everybody. I... Whew. Everybody wants to sit closer together because it'll get some body heat going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get Randall situated. We will start things off with a prayer, and then uh, we will get into it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you allow us uh, the ability to come meet together and be uh, your family locally here for us to be able to take this time and to learn more about you, to learn more about church, to understand what it is to be this church here and what our job is, what you want for us, what you want from us. We thank you for uh, the challenges that you give us for us to undertake and to persevere through and for us to be ever-expanding and always trying to grow your church and to, to reach the lost. Help us to always look for ways to make that happen, for, for, for solutions to problems that we have, and to enjoy the, 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 the victories that you give us when they arrive. This world is a, a difficult time at best, but it's not horrible, but it's not where we want to be. It's not where we want to stay. We want to be with you forever. Help us to persevere, work through, and enjoy the time that we have here to do what we're supposed to do here to finally earn our reward with you. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen. Okay. A few things just for, just for grins. My Gary helped me out and got a bunch of copies of the book that we've been discussing from. Anybody wants one to read, please come and grab one. Don't be shy. It's a short read. It's easy read, which is why I read it. And it has a lot of good things. Yeah, Sarah gave me a, a rundown. She says, yep, it sounds a lot like your class. So at least we're doing something right. Okay. Last week we talked about the church being a fortress and our budget as two things that to look at as what some declining churches had dealt with. Just because I can and I want to talk about it. this with our budget so that I can brag on my wife and those involved. If you haven't seen them, the classrooms in the back, the modifications we've done here, I want you to go look at. The women's have their own... Women's? That was horrible. The women have their own room in the back corner by the, uh, 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 across from the Deaf Chapel. We want to make sure that the, the women understand and know they are a major asset to us, and so they deserve to have a room. We have uh, upgraded all the classrooms from well, all the way from toddlers to sixth grade. We have two more that we're still trying to do. We're going to finish those. And then once they're done, we're going to take pictures, put them out on the website, get the word out there. And a lot of people would say, or we were talking about inward or outward uh, attention with our budget. What we're doing, are we looking on our, in the inside? Well, that's an inward expense that we were doing rehab and, and upgrading. When's the last time those classrooms have been upgraded? 20-something, 30-something years. It's been a, been a week or two. So they needed some touch-up. Fine. 
that is an inward expense, but it will be shown outward for people to see because it shows, okay, we've put some effort and energy into what we have to offer here. So you want to see, you want to see your, your kids going to school and they have the smart boards. I don't know if it's a smart board they do now, but they have put upgrades. They're not doing stuff with chalk anymore. Kids don't have a clue what the chalk cloud would be. The amazingness of that. But it was a thing. So, yes, sir. You know, it's funny, there was a survey from churches in Middle Tennessee, and one of the things that young families noticed was what the nursery looked like or what the little kids' classrooms looked like. And it was amazing how much influence that had over whether they were comfortable leaving their kids or bringing them back. Not that we build a Taj Mahal, but if you have something that is dirty or looks dirty, if you have something that's broken down, those young families are not going to let their kids be a part of it because they view that as someone who doesn't take care of things. And so it may be, oh, that's an inward thing, but if you have visitors, it's not. It is a noticeable thing to those families. So you have to balance a visitor yeah. coming in. We want them to come back. Yeah. Correct. Other thing that the at millennials, specifically what, they're, what they look for is, remember we said they, they, uh, they view websites. They go online and they check the menu of the restaurant they're going to go to. They check, the, uh, uh, they check what we have to offer before they ever step foot. The nursery is a big one. We upgraded that. We have the baby care lounge, which is not the nursing room because some are, they, they may have adopted. They're not nursing. So it's the baby care lounge. That's the reason we made that name for it. But we're trying to attract, well, the discussion we had, and Stephen gave me the statistics on that one, but... How many, how many agree with this statement that women make up 85% of the family's decisions? Major decisions. Make, they make 85% of the family's decisions. Liz, if, you, if, if this cow... <laughs> 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I was, I wanted, I didn't want to argue that. I just wanted. It's okay. Is that true? Is that not true? So in my in my room, the carpet needs to be changed. Probably, I'll know when I need to change it when my wife says it needs to be changed. I need a new bedspread. You know how I'll know when that is, Glenn? Same way you will. If your wife says we need a new bedspread. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Stephen says it's already on the bed already. It's not that men don't care. It's that I do care, but it's one of those of I'm fine with it. But women see the bigger picture, and they just said, "This is what we these, and we can live with it. There's no need to." And so the women are like, "Hey, let's do this. There's no reason we can't and we shouldn't. Let's upgrade what we got going here. These cabinets have been here for 42 years." They're, they need to be upgraded. So that's, that, that's a thing. That's what happens. So men are going to go to a church. If it's a church and there's nothing wrong with the way the church churches. But she's going to say, that's not how I, it, it, that's more work for me because I have to go find a utility closet and move the mop bucket out of the way for me to go nurse. 
And then our three-year-old, we're going to put in, the, in this nursery. And there were the, the, the same bite marks on this book over here, or this toy, or what I put on there 30 years ago. That's not, it's not updated. It's not upgraded. And security is a huge aspect. Aspect on, on websites, one of the things that they've always said is security. What do you have for it? What are you doing for it? In our nursery, you have a, 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 a hey, your table's ready, buzzers, you know those things they give you? And go wait. We have those, so nobody has to come in and bother. But at the same time, you are given that number, your child has that same number, and it goes on the back of their shirt, and you have to come, and they have pictures and all that on the, on the realm setup that we have. We know who's picking up who. You don't just willy-nilly and drop up. You want this one? We don't just hand them out. Mine I would have given away freely, but that's what the, security is a major issue. Inward expense for an outward showing. That's what we're doing. Okay. Enough with the budget on that one, but there's the, you, you have to do, you have to spend some money to make things happen, to do some upgrades, to show people that you actually care. So if the outside of our building just looked like trash and was falling apart and we didn't have any lights working and the asphalt was just crumpled up and potholes everywhere, what's that saying to anyone who's viewing it from the outside wanting to come in? Well, if that's what the outside looks like, what does the inside look like? Okay. Now on to the next new business. As we talked about this before, uh, and I talked to Liz, what does the Great Commission say? Anyone know off the top of their head? Sure, I'll read it to you. Matthew 28, it's 18 through 20. Jesus said, go, comma, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the ages. Okay. First word we said then was go. Don't committee. Don't think about it. Don't plan, you know, for weeks and months on end. Go. Do something. Be, was it the best of intentions? The road to where is paved with best what? Yes. Go. We're supposed to be, this is our, this is our pivot point. From here, we go out there. How we do that, is that we physically? Is it going to be literally? In the, uh, physically? Is it going to be through, through uh, media? Is it going to be through what means, methods, or otherwise? We go out there for all of us to come back here. The message doesn't do us any good if it just stays inside these four walls. We need to get it out to people, right? Can agree on that? Okay. We have in our city, can we get, uh, I looked at a, a census, and they haven't done it for a while, but it's, we have 275, let's be nice and say 300,000 people in the city of Anchorage. I don't think we have quite that many, but we're, we're close. A lot of people have been leaving. But the highest we, numbers we've had here were 600. We're at 250 here, 300,000 people. It's a lot of decimal places before we get to a number of our density that we have affected. 300,000 people are out there, and the number that go to church or have anything to do with church drops daily because the generations now don't really feel a need. They don't, see a, they don't see a religion aspect in their lives. God's God, that's fine, we're good. Life's fine. 
I guess I'll go. My parents are here. I'm going to go to church. How many of we see that happen? I see a bunch of people show up all the time. Like, oh, my parents are in town. That's why you're here. Okay. We we need to find a way to convey to those people your lukewarm attitude towards God. If it were reversed at the day of judgment, how would you feel? How good would you feel about your chances of survival? God's like, "Mm, I don't know. There's Russ. Not feeling it today. Yeah. I'm not saving you. Lukewarm attitude. We don't want to have that. We want to convince them otherwise. It's just an attitude that we... There's no go in us. There's no go to them. And they're like, okay, fine. Where have you been? been, This church has been here for almost 50 years. And people have said they don't even know what we are. I've heard that statement. I don't know know how you guys have felt that. But when the church, any church, anywhere, has has no go in their statement, they're like, well, that's what the Great Commission says. Where have you guys been going? What do you do? All I ever see you doing is truly cook-offs. And I'm never invited. We need to go. How do we go, is the question. We've determined that door knocking is not necessarily a viable thing. I don't like people knocking on my door. I get a little irritated when they knock on my door or ring the doorbell. I just want them to like, okay, leave my groceries and get off my doorstep. Then they get in their car, then I'll go open the door, and then I'll get my stuff. It's not very warm and welcoming, but I don't want to talk to the guy either. Anyway, but that is the attitude people have and tell me, I want to hear you. If you say I'm wrong or, don't, or disagree with that, do, peop, do you want people to knock on your door, ring your doorbell out of the blue? No. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Someone may. My wife loves talking to people. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I don't like living in fear. Someone knocks on my door. I've seen enough of uh, the, the, the news headlines, people, once you open the door, and they bust right through. Glenn? I noticed last year when we had the clothing drive out here, we had, here we go again. <laughs> we had so many people that I've never seen before come. But why did they come? Because there was something for free. True. They could come in and grab all the clothes they want, and I suspect they did. So, how do we convey that same formula in getting people to come here, telling them this is absolutely free? Your salvation is free. Does your, yeah. Is your salvation free, or did it cost well, something? Yes, I mean, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. The small I don't need you yeah. to pay. I don't need you to pay me to be here. So the, the, the clothing drive, huge hit. If I recall correctly, and help me out, Tony, I believe D'Angelo started all that with the coat drive. It, he, was, he was very influential on that, and then it blossomed from there. Then we said, well, this kind of worked out well. And then, and then COVID hit. That just really tore things up. That is a great community outreach. So clothing drive, not a bad deal. We could open a, a food kitchen, and we'd have people pouring in all the time, right? That's, that's there. That's fine. The hands will always be out, right? You're always going to find that, and that's fine. We're looking to help the community. We want to help the community 
Clothing drives are not a bad thing. We had the back to school, was it a back to school carnival? What was our carnival? Back to school carnival. And we did the best we could with what we had. We were kind of short-sheeted on, on, on the, the, the facilities, materials that we had to make that happen. It was a bad, rainy day. But even on a bad day, we had a bunch of families show up from the community. We put a sign out. Just, and that was just a sign we put on, leaned up against the, post, the, the light post out there. And we had seven families come in with their kids. We've never even seen these people before. It looked fun. It looked exciting. And not everything we were doing... They didn't come in. We didn't have to pray over them, preach to them, sit them through the Bible for you know a good two chapters of Genesis, then go play. Just come here and be around. See that see that Christianity and, and religion is not torment. Stephen wants to say something. Emily wanted to say something. <laughs> Stephen and Emily wanted to say something. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, there we go. So you know we we make a mistake in thinking that every single thing we do must have a Devo attached to it. I'm all about worship. I'm all about learning. But 99% of the population will never listen to a Devo if I don't have some sort of relationship or connection with them. So part of what most churches that are growing are doing is they have activities that are designed to get their name out there and to get people in touch with the church. Because I'm not going to be able to have a sit-down conversation with someone if they never come to this location or I never run into them. So I've said before, we could give out $50 a week, we could get 10,000 people here. That, that's, not, that's not what we want to do. But we need to do activities that let the city of Anchorage know that Anchorage Church of Christ is here and that we exist, we have things that we do, we have activities. And it's okay if it doesn't go beyond that initially. Um, and so the clothing drive is great, but we do want to be careful that we're not just having, you know, something just to give away and we're bribing people to be here. But if we get a thousand people to come through, the thing to do then is to get a name. And how many of those did we make a phone call to afterwards? How many of those did we send a letter to afterwards? Um, and there's lots of activities and it's not about a program or activity, but that give me the opportunity to speak to people. But for that to happen, we have to be doing things. The back-to-school bash doesn't have to have a single prayer or scripture, but if we get 100 people to visit, that's 100 people that I now can have a conversation with. Sure. And then did we follow up with a phone call? Did we follow up with a, a letter? Or did we follow up with a card that said, hey, thanks for coming. By the way, we have lots of activities, and if you want to be here Sunday at 10 a.m., we've got worship. You know, simple. You're not going to get 100 to come back, but did we even make an attempt to make that connection? And so we, you know, door knocking is right now it's estimated you have to knock on between 15,000 and 50,000 doors to get one Bible study. I consider that ineffective. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but I'm saying that's the current numbers. But I bet we could do a back to school bash and get 200 people here with minimum advertising. And I bet we could get a handful of Bible studies out of that without beating down their doors. And so how do we make those activities where we're going, but the first activity did was not you know, we're not going to save Anchorage by preaching against sin to Anchorage. We're going to save Anchorage by telling them that we're here, who God is, and then we're going to tell them what's wrong in their lives. And so we've got to have some activities to get people in touch with us. And to go back to your previous point, um, if they are under 40, 95% of people will visit the webpage before they visit a church now. So that gets back to your previous point. But it's not because... Does the church exist and what time it is? Do they do activities? Do they have a nursery? What's the security like? 
Uh, and if your web page doesn't show pictures of activities, they're already starting to separate away. So it gets right. back to your previous talk. And that's what, that's really what your, your activities you do gets the word out. It, it gets the vibe out. What all they, all they do is church. Sundays and Wednesdays, that's all they do. All right, well, do we do anything else, anywhere else, anywhere? It, we, I don't think we've done it yet. We're, we're wanting to, we were going to do a, we kind of ran out of youth. We were going to do a youth kickball game out in the parking lot. Well, people go, I mean, you, you go watch a baseball game, right? And so you're doing it. It's fun to watch those things. I enjoy watching, wow, he really knocked that thing a loop. And he, that guy's fast. She just absolutely smoked that guy. Whatever. It has an appeal. They are, your, your church, whatever church, has a depth to them. It's not just fire and brimstone, heaven and hell. It's family. Every family has ups and downs. I don't care who you are. If you've never had one, then you are in for it. You have to have, my wife and I grew in our marriage because things got ugly sometimes. I got sick. Her dad was sick. I lost my job, blah, 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 but we persevered through the bad stuff. So your church has good and bad, and it shows you have depth. Somebody wants to say something? Tony. Uh, John 13, uh, 35, they'll know you're Christians by your love. And so Christianity is an active relationship with the Lord. And so as we go out to work every day, they'll watch, people in the world are watching us. They're listening to what we say. They're watching what we do. As we go to work daily. As we go to work every single yeah, yeah. day. And so okay. the people you're working with, that's your circle of influence. And so when God says to go in Matthew 28, that's part of your go. Because every day you're supposed to influence people uh, for the good. And it's not always, um, it, well, it's always by your action, but it's also by the love that you show towards your family, towards the people you work with, the attitude you display when negative things happen. People are watching us because remember there's a difference between the hopeless and those who are hopeful we have hope uh, in Christ the world doesn't they're looking for hope and if they don't see it in us where are, where are they going to get it from yeah if you're if, if you work in a, in, a, in a group of 50 and you don't stand out at all something's wrong as weird as this is so I have made a point I, I, I've told somebody this I work in I worked in mortgage and they drop f-bombs like a comma don't care. Just, I was like, was that absolutely necessary? And one girl said to me, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's one of those, she just couldn't comprehend. She goes, how is it you don't swear? And I said, because I know English and I use the English language. <laughs> I should be able to convey my thoughts without swearing. If you have any grasp of the English language, that's possible. Did you drive your point home any better or worse? And yeah, you, you, the point you drove home wasn't what your point was, but that you don't have a good grasp of the English language and you, you know, it's, an, it's an immaturity to an extent. It's like, are you unable to speak without swearing? Is it impossible? Yet, the, <laughs> that same person showed up at church and said, I'm going to go to your church today. I guarantee you that the number of words that they would swear dropped 93%, if not more it can be turned off. So, are you different out there? Because you're right, you're, you're little points of light ever, and you shine wherever you are, and how bright is your light? The world's watching us. 
whether they say anything to it or not. I mean, I didn't know clue the person that she was. So there the a girl came to me. Her, she and her husband were having problems, and, she, and then they said, "Well, do you do you want to pray?" I'm in mortgage. We're like working on a you know a, a seven one arm loan. She goes, "Yeah, if you're if you're are you good, are you good with that?" I go, "It's all I got. I don't know. I don't have I don't have to counseling ability. I don't know what he's doing." I said, "But I'll go to the great counselor for you, and let's go together because I have no idea what the answer is here." <coughs> but I know someone who does. I know a guy. I love that shirt. You see that one? I can't, but I know a guy. I got that shirt for Christmas. Be the light out there in the world. That's, that starts it. We're doing, we're doing things. Things are happening. That's what we're doing. That's what the churches need to do. If you're not trying, not, throw something against the wall. See if it sticks. But if you don't ever make the throw, you don't know if it'll stick. And You're not trying. That's not what God told you to do. It says, go therefore and make the side of all nations if you have time, or maybe it'll stick. That's not in the book. It doesn't say that. We have to make the attempt. All right. Oftentimes the churches will see their leaders as their, through, by proxy, they're, doing the, they're, 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 they're extending the church. They'll see their elders, the deacons, the preacher, they're the ones responsible for getting the word out and then we go do whatever they've created. So, you know, the, the, Tony says, Stephen say, we're going to go do a clothing drive. Okay, so now, now we've got energy as opposed to us saying, you know, Tony, you know, Stephen, what about a clothing drive? They're waiting. So when you do that, you're waiting for your leaders. You're then able to blame whom when nothing happens? Your leadership. So when growth stalls or declines, we make it their fault, our elders, our deacons, our preacher. We, people can or would, so it's easy to say this. If Tony only gave better sermons, more would attend. Is that true? If elders and deacons are doing more for the congregation to attend than the community could come and be a part of, we might just grow. Is that true? Okay, so here's what, this is a thought that entered my nugget. So, Not that you ever give bad lessons, Tony, but... If Tony gave a subpar lesson, how much faith do we have in God that God would make whomever he wanted or needed to hear the message the way he needed it heard would do so? He could walk on water. He brought people back from the dead. You don't think he could make me pay attention instead of leave my phone alone for half a second to go, that's a good point, Tony. That's me right in a nutshell. It's not a leadership blame. You can't do that. It's easy to. Everybody wants to, well, it's somebody else's fault. It's never going to be mine. They're responsible for me. So now, the preacher was preaching. He should have moved me. Easy to say. Often said. People want to blame somebody else. But think about it. So we have nine... Spelling's hard. So we have seven deacons, two elders, nine people, 200 plus in our membership here. It's 5%. You doing my math for me there? <laughs> 5%. Yeah. It's coming. We talk about that. Everybody, oh, sorry. Uh, everybody wants to blame someone. I want you on record. Thank you. <laughs> Witness protection program, okay? Um, but really, it's not a leadership 
problem. I mean, there can be incidents where leadership could have some issues, but it's a fellowship issue. Ooh. And it always has been. Uh, we we got to quit throwing the blame on everybody else and not looking at ourselves. And when I say fellowship, sure, we're going to, uh, we're under the oversight of the elders, but they're not the ultimate authority. I mean, it's our fellowship to God. Absolutely. I agree with and, you. And, and so uh, I think once we come to grips with that, let's not use scapegoats. But people we, like to use scapegoats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you point at yourself and say, am I following who I really need to be following here faithfully? It, 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 you're 100% correct. People aren't willing or wanting to do that more often than not. It's so much more easier to... When, when, well, why aren't we growing? I don't have any, nobody showed up to my event. All right, well, it's Tony and Stephen's fault. It's Russ and the other deacon's fault. Who did you invite? How did you send that out? Did you even put it on Facebook? Did you put it on social media? Did you send a letter? Did you call somebody? Texts are cheap. People's ESPN isn't working as well as it used to be. So, what did you do? Yes, leaders are supposed to lead. The guy going to we're going to go take this hill, and it's a we thing. I'm going to go start the charge, but I need all hundred of you to go with me. And if I'm all by myself, this game is over in a hurry. We are the driving force of that. Okay. Moving on. So, with us specifically, COVID was horrendous. We've always said that. I've said that multiple times. I'm going to keep saying it. We have to look at new and different ways. COVID COVID was COVID, the, the, the virus, but what it did and what it affected was it showed people with a heart problem. People were attending here and they weren't attending here. They, weren't, they, weren't, they, were, they were coming to this church. They were not attending. They were not being a part of this. They just didn't have a, 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 a free and fair way to get out, to get away. COVID gave them two solid years and who could argue with it? Oh, I'm, I'm still. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm at risk. Oh, whatever. So, two, 24 months. You are not here. And after a little while, when I don't see somebody, or you don't, you're not seen. No one's looking for you. You haven't been here for so long. I. All right, they haven't been here in a while. I didn't miss them before because nobody was here. This this auditorium. We tried to do streaming. There were seven people here. Sunday morning, seven people. Was it even seven? Fine, seven, doesn't matter. This place is, it was off-putting to see seven people in this auditorium when we should be here as a family having church for COVID. That was icky. I'm, I did the focus, or I did a prayer. And I'm pray, I'm, I had to pray to a bunch of chairs knowing that hopefully the chairs are looking at me through this little spot on the wall. That's not how we do it. That's not how God wanted it done. That's how it had to be done. But that was just not right. And I understood the saints meet together. It felt so much better when I saw this room. I didn't like it when we were able to meet back together again and we had to be 
six feet apart or chairs length apart. It was ridiculous. That was icky. Little Oompa Loompa-ish. I didn't like it. This is a lot nicer right here. We're in a group. I like this. This is what God likes seeing. We're, 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 not, we're not all... I don't know what we all... I, I, to have to sit there 15 feet apart was just gross. And God didn't like it either, I'm certain. He wants us to be warm, friendly, fellowshipping, and wants other people to see that. If we're, we're sitting around because we don't like each other, that's what other, the visitor would see too. Anyway, I'm on my soapbox there since I'm up here. But uh, Yo, what do you got? I dare say I think that's unfair to the people that did the best they could with what we had. You, amongst others, that stood up at that podium when there was only seven people in here, that was a blessing. Those seven people could have stayed home with the other 52 plus that was online. Now, I say 52 because only one person could sign in, but sure. we had four or five. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that unless you ask, you know, whoever's in the booth. I, I think your, assert, your, your view of those seven people and the people that did stick it out to say we're, we're going to do the best we can to have church, COVID was not our fault. But we, we meaning the, 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 um, the elders, um, uh, the deacons, and everybody that made an effort to get people here, even though they were six feet apart, I th- they ought to be commended. Sure. I didn't, I didn't clarify. The seven people were the seven people putting on the service. The, the building was shut down. That was my reference. Plus, so it plus, wasn't, a, it wasn't the, the only seven were here to make it happen for what needed to be happened, but nobody else was allowed in the building. So we wanted you to stream. And just seeing those seven of making church happen, the service happen, that's what I was referring to, not just seven people showing up. Okay, because when I came back and we were separated, at least I could see your face. So that meant a lot to me. Most of it. When I had three people to die from COVID. Yeah. So it, it was totally different for me than it was for you. So just to see you over there meant more to me than sitting in my den watching on TV. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I had a chance of perhaps not losing you. You could today. yell to me from there. Yeah. yeah. So it made, it made a, a lot of difference to me. I, I gr- agreed. I mean, it improved gradually. So when I say it was icky, that's not, it wasn't what my heart desired. It made me feel sad. I was happy enough that I get to see Liz from 20 feet away. And, you know, she sat there and goes, you're welcome. But <laughs> it was something. I get to have some connection closer than, you know, a television screen or, like she said, on the video monitor. That's fine. But I don't want the 20 feet away. I want some cl- closeness. I want to be able to go and give somebody a hug. How are you doing? Handshake. Some, feel some warmth. We were afraid to touch each other. Just say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, God. We had, to, we had to go and redo the... We didn't. We should have redone the, uh, the podium because we wiped that thing down with so much alcohol. It was, it was tacky. So, you, po- you polished the pulpit. Stop it.
when we when we went. And I believe that. And as a result, we all sitting in here. So I think that's also a critical point too, that was to listen and to see and to know that there were other members that were online because I would look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I know that there were other people online and one day we were gonna be together. And not just icons. Someday, I agree. So Liz, Liz said that Tony's message, which I agree with, COVID, it was an unknown. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad case of the flu. This was an unknown type of flu. People were sick. They were, I mean, you weren't allowed to be, you know this, you weren't allowed to be, if somebody was in a, in a hospice care dying, you couldn't go see them. You could look them through the window. That's how bad life was. People were dying alone. It was sad. There was despair, hopelessness. And in, in, even in those dark times, the message that this church, from there to there, from to everyone, was this really stinks. But we win. This does not matter. This didn't surprise God. COVID, what? He knew it was COVID. He's known about COVID. It's irrelevant. The Black Plague happened. They, <laughs> Paul was sitting there hunting down Christians. That was a pretty bad COVID back then. Had a 100% mortality rate when he got you. It wasn't the end. What are we projecting? What, what is it? Is, um, in times of distress, or the, the church grew the most in times of distress, when it was under attack. Well, our church numbers may have decreased. I think our church strength increased because those who here, or, are here or came back and were here wanted to be. Big difference. We have a desire and a fervor to make this happen. Let's do this now. Okay, we're here. Dust is settled. COVID's not, COVID's still here. It's going to be here for forever, I think. But we either sit there and hide under a rock or we just say, yep, and we face it head on. That's what, that's what you have to do. You can't, have, you can't sit there and be afraid 24-7 because that doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. We've beaten that one to death. So here are my hypotheticals. And these may not apply to you or it may not appeal to you. Um, questions for you. How many would love to win one of these Powerball lotteries? The, the, the almost a billion dollars, or even the Alaska lottery, where you can win up to a million dollars. Anybody be opposed to winning a million or a billion dollars? I'm me either. Um, how many really, really want a job that they applied for? That they're just their dream job. How many? How many want someone who is sick or hurt to get better or to live? Anyone? No one. If we want that to be the case, what do we do? What do, what, do, what do we, the church, what do we do? What do we ask for? Why? Prayers are effective, this says. So, if I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm working for my job, I really want to raise. Do I sit and wait for it or ask for it? Which one's going to get the raise quicker? 
if it was, if it was possible, sit and wait or ask? Let's ask. All right. God, if you're able and willing, well, I know you're able, if you're willing, if it's right. I've asked for some stuff that if God had honored that prayer and, said, and given me the answer the way I wanted it, I would be in a bad way because I was an idiot. So his prayer was no, and you're welcome. But I would love... You know, so all you know, my, my daughter fell out of the second story window, boom, ran in the yard, ambulance, off and running. I'm going to go... I put Lindsay and Regan in the ambulance, gone. I have no idea what they're going to find. They're going to be there before I am. I stop, grab my phone, prayer warriors. I need your help. Here's the quick synopsis of what just happened. Lindsay and she are in the uh, ambulance, and I'm heading out. You got a second? I'm asking. That went out. It went around the world. People in UK, people in Australia, uh, Egypt, uh, uh, Africa, which is Egypt. But... <laughs> and guess what? I mean, it's one of the, so did God answer that? I mean, maybe she was fine. The fact was, if there was, if there was like a, a either, it could go either way, and God's like, yeah, let's, I'll, I'm going to go and help on this one right here. Make sure there's nothing wrong. Didn't get it. She didn't get. Didn't need a band aid perfectly fine but the prayers went out just in case and what did it hurt to ask for them anything why would you be willing to do that ask the, ask the question God if you are so willing would you be willing to help me with this would you be willing to take care of this would you be willing to I'm asking for your thoughts and hope for this you see it from where you are God sees it from here. What did we, what did we say? As a, um, I can't remember if it was Stephen or Tony. One of them said the worst thing that could possibly happen, I think it was you, is for people to make tons of money. Have tons of money. It's scriptural. The rich man. It sounds great, and if you don't have it, it sounds really great. But when you give a lot of money, it becomes your focus, it becomes your idol. God knows that. Were he to dump a pile of cash in your lap, that could be the worst thing that could ever happen to you. One of the things my dad was afraid of, he says, if anything happened to me and mom when I was in my drug days, is I would hate for Russ to come into a pile of cash. So he fixed that problem real quick. But it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Truly. Soup. to feed the homeless and stuff and what people interested in helping with that make soup and serve and stuff. Along with the scenario he quoted, is that an opportunity to take advantage and reach out to people coming in? I mean, we don't have time to discuss it now, but it's a thought. When he said that, that triggered something in my mind. Is, is that something we need to take advantage of? I think we take advantage of any and every opportunity. You, you, you can't you, these temperatures we're having right now so soup in July is really not a big hit but right now it would definitely be All right, but even soup in July if they're hungry so any opportunity we have 
if it's a clothing drive, it's a, we are helping the community. So that's a, that's a plus. You can't be, you know, God said, uh, you know, for those who are less fortunate. Okay, we were throwing clothes at people. Take these, here's another bag of clothes. All right, well, I only have boys. These are girls' clothes, they'll be fine. Take them. And we, we had a bunch left over. We weren't being shy with it, but we had several people come in and go, my house just burned down. They had nothing. This was a godsend to them. Do you think they were praying? I don't know. We didn't ask that question. It wasn't a questionnaire. But the fact is, had they been, and all of a sudden, actually, no, I do believe they said we were praying. What's going to happen? And then we saw this out on Facebook. So prayer is very, very, very paramount to things. So we will continue prayer next time. And then uh, we'll go from there. I appreciate all your attention. Have a wonderful evening.